Welcome to the podcast series, Withers Talks Art. I'm Diana Werbicki, the global head of the Withers Art Law Group, and I'm delighted to be hosting this podcast series. In these podcasts, I have the pleasure of asking art-related questions to my Withers colleagues from around the globe. With me today is Josie Colomar, a partner in our New York office. Josie focuses on tax and estate planning for international individuals and families with a concentration on the Latin American region. Before we begin our discussion, I would like to remind you that anything discussed in this podcast is for informational purposes only, and we are not providing any legal advice. Josie, thank you for being here today. Thank you, Diana. It's great to be here. We are going to talk about international planning aspects when it comes to art. First, setting the landscape. Why would there be a situation where a collector from another country would want to bring their art into the U.S.? Oftentimes, our clients are looking to either invest in the U.S., they want to buy U.S. real estate, and they want to have some of their artworks displayed in such U.S. real estate. What is common and has become, I would say, fairly common recently are clients and families that want to temporarily relocate to the U.S. and leave their home country for one year to five years, let's say. In such a case, they are essentially moving their life, not in its entirety, but they are moving substantial pieces of artworks with them. You work with a number of families who are based in Latin America. And I would assume for those families, there is an element of security related to moving the art. I think security tends to be oftentimes the impetus for the client wanting to relocate temporarily. It's because they want a better lifestyle for their children or because of political instability, perhaps on the horizon. And they're thinking of moving to the U.S. as an example for that time. In situations where clients are concerned about governments, whether it's the current government or a future government seizing their assets, then I do think that that clients look to invest outside of their home jurisdiction. In that instance, it makes perfect sense for them to bring their valuables with them, which includes an impressive art collection. In instances where you have the benefit that a collector came to you before they actually moved art into the U.S., what are some of the options that you're discussing with them? We are often involved in the pre-immigration planning discussions. And in those discussions, do think about the valuable assets that the client will bring with them. We do advise as to how to protect those assets, which will become U.S. CITUS assets, and protect them from U.S. estate tax. Oftentimes, we are advising our clients to first contribute the artwork into a foreign entity, and that foreign entity, a non-U.S. corporation, will provide the U.S. estate tax protection. We always appreciate the benefit of being able to plan ahead of time, but if a collector comes to you after art is already located in the U.S., is there something that you can help with at that point? We can still transfer the artwork into the non-U.S. company even when it's already situated in the U.S. That will not create a U.S. gift tax problem. And we can actually still transfer the artworks into a foreign company to protect it from U.S. estate tax. 
art is unique in the sense that when we talk about high value assets, art is often referred to as the passion asset. That given the value, clients want to be responsible and have it be part of their estate planning, but they still want to retain possession of it and enjoyment of it when possible, which can create some issues when it comes to domestic estate planning. When it comes to working with international clients, do you have those same concerns and restrictions with regard to possession? When the artwork is physically located in the U.S. and beautifully displayed on the collector's walls, they can certainly maintain possession. The idea here, though, is that if the artwork is owned by a foreign company and not owned by the individual, we need to make sure that the IRS is not going to consider that a sham corporation or transaction. The idea is for all transactions involving the artwork to be made in the name of the company. The artwork is sold. It should be sold by the director on behalf of the company. Any insurance, for example, securing this artwork should be in the name of the company, and any premiums paid or any expenses which are paid on behalf of the artwork shall be paid out of the company's bank account. We talked with David Stein about domestic estate planning issues and practical considerations when it comes to transferring artwork as part of the estate plan. And here, our conversation today, it's focused on the art, but it's also very focused on the profile of the collector because you have that other layering. We have to think about the income tax issues that could be different for an international client. We also need to think about when we talk about relocation of art, sales and use tax issues. Often, international clients are surprised when they move art into the U.S. that we are talking about use taxes, but it's a different system that we have to work around. There's more complexity when it comes to working with international clients in this type of planning. Especially since each state can have different sales and use tax regimes. We often deal with California and Florida and New York, and those three states have different interpretations and can apply differently to a different set of facts. You're not only dealing with the U.S. with international planning, you're dealing with other countries where the families came from. It could be different considerations if it is somebody that is coming from Mexico versus somebody that's coming from Brazil. Yes. One of the things that we talk about when it comes to art and you're moving it is we have to deal with export and import. We've found that there are very stringent export requirements in countries such as Brazil that we need to plan for as well as very strong patrimony laws in countries such as Peru or Mexico, where countries take much pride in their cultural heritage. And there may be laws in place that restrict the movement of art out of those countries. It really is looking at the whole picture. Ideally, yes. We focus on art coming into the U.S. and the U.S. perspective, but it's also looking at it from the perspective of those countries and what can we do. And a lot of times that planning is easier to handle while the collector is living than to handle later on through the estate administration. Hopefully in the future we'll have another discussion about those topics. Josie, thank you for joining me. Thank you very much, Diana. It's been a pleasure discussing this art law topic with you. And to all of our listeners out there, thanks for listening. And if you have any follow-up questions, feel free to reach out.